खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस खुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte hain اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم dear viewers and participants of 313 class Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My name is Farhan Rabani. I am currently serving as the missionary for the Virginia region. Today in this video I'm going to be discussing with you about the 25 pages that you have studied in this week. In these 25 pages there are five themes that Hazrat Muslimud radhiyallahu anhu has discussed. For example, The very first theme that Hazrat touched upon in these 25 pages is one of the biggest roadblocks that our non-MD brothers and sisters have when it comes to accepting promised Messiah alayhi That roadblock is the fact that in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the word Ibn Maryam is mentioned regarding the Messiah who is going to come in our ummah. Now they say that Ibn Maryam is a proper name of an individual who existed about 2000 years ago in history and therefore this name cannot be given to another person it must be the same individual who came as a prophet as a rasul ila bani israil that same individual must return in our times what they fail to understand is that holy quran in more than 30 places through more than 30 verses of the holy quran allah the almighty has proved that Isa wasalam, has passed away a natural death and someone who dies a natural death cannot come back to life. It's as simple as that. So when you have that in front of you and then you approach the hadith where it, it is mentioned that Ibn Maryam is going to come to be the Messiah for our ummah, then we're left with only two possibilities. Number one, either we somehow believe that someone who has passed away a natural death must come back uh, somehow which goes against the holy quran itself and the only other possibility which we are left with is that another individual is going to be given the name in a metaphorical spiritual sense the name of ibn maryam now this second option does not go against the holy quran as a matter of fact it does not go against holy quran or the hadith or logic itself or even the statements made by the ulama of Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's Ummah in the previous ages. The word Ibn Maryam 
as I said, is mentioned in the Ahadith. Regarding this word, or regarding this concept, our non-MD brothers and sisters say that this name cannot be applied to any other individual. But, at the same time, they themselves name their children after the names of the Prophets of Allah. For example, they name their children Ibrahim. When they name their children Ibrahim, does this mean that their son Ibrahim is the same individual who existed as a prophet more than 4,000 years ago? Obviously not. When they name their son Musa or Isa or Yahya or Yaqub or Ismail or Adam or Muhammad, may Allah be pleased with all of those prophets of Allah. When they name their children after the names of those prophets of God, what is it that they're trying to imply? Obviously, they're trying to imply that their children may one day become like those prophets of Allah and become spiritual and lead the legacy of those prophets of Allah. When they themselves can name their children, when they themselves can name each other after the names of the prophets of God, why then is it a big deal if Allah the Almighty names another individual after the name of a previous prophet of God? Let me give you one more example. In England, there used to be a king who was known for his bravery. And because of his bravery, he was called Richard the Lionheart. Now, obviously, this does not mean that somehow his heart had been replaced with that of the heart of a lion. It simply meant that Richard was brave like a lion is. In many other languages and cultures, this phenomenon of tashbih is present. For example, a mother in our culture oftentimes says to her son that my son is my moon. Now, obviously, she does not insinuate that the same moon which brightens up the sky every night, that's the same moon which is now taken the form of a human baby and is the son to this mother. Obviously, that's not what she's implying. All that she's implying is that her son is as beautiful as the moon is on the skies. Now, moving on to the next part. The second theme which Hazrat Muslim explained or touched upon is the concept of the continuation of revelation in the Ummah of Rasulullah after his demise. They say that when Rasulullah is Khatamun Nabiyyin and he has passed away, then with his demise, all forms of revelation have ceased. Now, Allah Ta'ala does not communicate with mankind. Allah used to speak with us in the previous times, but now Allah Ta'ala does not speak with us. And somehow this is a favor upon us. And somehow this is a great, somehow this is a factor of greatness for Holy Prophet God forbid, that Allah has stopped talking to us. Look at it from a logical perspective. If you love someone and that individual loves you back, but then a point comes where he stops talking to you, is this a sign that that individual is happy with you? Or is this a sign that that individual, your beloved, is not happy with you? This is the scenario with our non-MD brothers and sisters who claim that Allah does not speak in this day and age. This is exactly the same problem that the Jews at the time of Rasulullah had that they stopped believing in the concept of revelation altogether. Because Allah had stopped speaking with them, communicating with them as a punishment, they thought that Allah does not communicate with anyone anymore. 
Henceforth, when anyone would come from Allah, they would say that this person is a liar. If Allah was to speak, why would he not speak with us? When you read Holy Quran, in Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty in many places has told us that the door to revelation is still open. For example, Allah the Almighty says, That those who say that their Lord is Allah and they are steadfast, what happens then? Allah's angels descend on them. And when angels descend, what do they do? They give them glad tidings. They give them glad tidings of paradise. They tell them, don't fear. This dialogue which is taking place between the angels, this, these glad tidings that these angels are communicating to these, these believers. What is this statement? What is this dialogue if not revelation itself? This is what we call revelation. So you see, my dear brothers, that according to Quran, the door of revelation is still open. And so is according to the ahadith of Rasulullah The hadith in Sahih Muslim, wherein Holy Prophet Muhammad mentioned that the coming Messiah, the promised Messiah السلام, is going to be a Nabiullah. The same hadith in which Holy Prophet called the promised Messiah a prophet of Allah four times. Therein, in the same hadith, Holy Prophet mentioned Isa, that Allah will send down his wahi to Isa, meaning the promised Messiah. If all kinds of wahi have ceased to exist after the demise of Rasulullah, then how come Allah is going to send wahi to the promised Messiah of this day and age, according to Rasulullah himself? Obviously, this must mean that only a certain kind of wahi has ceased to exist after Rasulullah and another kind of wahi, the door to it is still open. The kind of wahi or revelation that has stopped is the wahi which brings new law or new sharia. That kind of wahi has stopped. But the wahi which comes to give glad tidings and it does not contain any new commandments from Allah the Almighty that could be added on to the sharia of Rasulullah this second type of wahi, the door to it is still open. Now, the third roadblock that our non-MD brothers and sisters have is regarding the concept of khatmi nabuwa. They say that in the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty says, مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِّن رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَكَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِيِّينَ That Holy Prophet وسلم, is, the, is not the father of any of your men, but he is the messenger of Allah. And not only that, he is Khatam al-Nabiyyin. Our non-Andi brothers and sisters, they translate this Khatam al-Nabiyyin term as the final prophet. We should really ask them, where is the greatness in coming at the end of something? There is no greatness. Even their own scholars in the previous times and even in modern times also say the same thing, that there is no greatness in coming at the end. Then what does the word Khatam al-Nabiyyin mean? Holy Prophet Muhammad himself has explained this. Look, this is an Arabic word. Khatam in Arabic means a ring or a seal, a stamp. And Khatam in Nabiyin simply means stamp of prophets or a ring of prophets or seal of prophets. Upon whomsoever individual, Holy Prophet Muhammad places his stamp, his seal of approval. That individual is a prophet. 
This is what Khatam al-Nabiyyin means. The best of the prophets. Such a prophet through whose following, through whose obedience, an individual from his ummah can become prophet. Now this concept was alien to the previous nations. They could only reach the level of muhaddas, which is a level, spiritual level, below that of a prophethood. But in the ummah of Rasulullah which is called Khaira Ummah in the Holy Quran, now the door to prophethood, that prophethood, which does not bring any new law, or replaces the law of Rasulullah or add anything, or subtracts anything from the law of Rasulullah but rather come to serve the law of Holy Prophet which is Quran. That kind of prophethood is still open. The door to such prophethood is still open. This is what we find in other verses of the Holy Quran as well. Allah the Almighty says in many places that a prophet, if he comes to you, accept him and help him. The word regarding, uh, regarding Khatam al-Nabiyyin, Holy Prophet Muhammad himself has mentioned, Inni akhirul anbiya, I am the last of the prophets. But then he also added the next statement, the next sentence of this statement, which is, that I am the final of the prophets and this mosque of mine is the final or the last of the mosques. Now obviously the second statement does not mean that after Holy Prophet's mosque in Medina, no mosque building can be allowed or is impermissible. Rather, we all understand that this means that the mosques which are now being built after the mosque of Rasulullah it is being built as representation, as representative of the mosque of Rasulullah It serves the same purpose as did the mosque of Rasulullah It is not separate from the mosque of Rasulullah rather it is its extension. Now, if this is the true understanding, and yes, it is indeed the true understanding, as or is believed by the non the Muslims themselves, then we have to translate the first part of this hadith as well, which is inni akhirul anbiya, that I am the last of the prophets, last in a sense that no other prophet can come after him who can replace his sharia, the sharia of Rasulullah or add anything to it or subtract anything from it. Rather, any prophet who would come now would come to serve the sharia of Rasulullah This is what the meaning of Khatmun Nabiyyin truly means. A prophet who is so great among all the prophets that by following him, an individual can attain the rank of a of prophet. Now, the next allegation which is often raised against us is related to the concept of jihad. Non-MD say that MD Muslims do not believe in jihad. This is false. We believe in the jihad, the jihad which Islam speaks of, not the jihad of mullah, which is comprised of violence, subjugation, coercion, and forcing other people to give up their religion and to accept Islam. The kind of jihad we believe in is the jihad which is mentioned in the Holy Quran. Allah the Almighty says, Fala kafirina. Do not follow the ways of the disbelievers. And use this Quran to preach to them and do jihad to them using this Quran. What is this jihad that Quran speaks of using the Quran? Obviously, Quran is talking about preaching to them and converting them to the way of Allah and His Prophet. If people's words can have effect on hearts, can the word of God not have the same effect and change people's hearts? Obviously it does and it can. And it is doing that exact same thing in this very day and age. Millions upon millions of people 
are accepting and entering the fold of Islam Ahmadiyya. This is a testimony that the jihad understood and practiced by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is the true understanding of the word jihad. Now, of course, as far as self-defense goes, self-defense is allowed in Islam, just like it is allowed in any other religion or it is allowed by any country for that matter. If somebody attacks you, you have the right to defend yourself. But that does not mean that you exceed all limits. It does not mean that you go out and start mutilating people and killing them just so that you can convert them to the religion of Islam. Obviously, that would not be what the Holy Prophet had mentioned regarding jihad himself. Last but not least is the claim of Hazrat Masih Ma'ud Hazrat Muslim Ma'ud who mentioned how Hazrat Masih Ma'ud has claimed to be Messiah for whom the Jews and the Christians and the Muslims have been waiting. He mentioned how Hazrat Masih Ma'ud is the very Imam Mahdi that Muslims of previous centuries and in this day and age are also still waiting. He also mentioned that Hazrat Masih Ma'ud is the same Krishna of the which of uh, regarding whom the Hindus are still waiting, regarding whom there are prophecies mentioned in Bhagavad Gita. He is the same Maharaj, the Sikh Guru that the Sikhs are waiting for. He is the same individual, Masiyo Darbahmi, that the Zoroastrians are waiting for. He is the Buddha in this day and age that the Buddhists have been waiting for. Inshallah, in the next pages, in next video, we will talk about those claims of Hazrat Masih in detail. Until then, Wakhiru Dawana Anilhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudamal Ahmadiyya USA, America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected Imams and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA.